is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, today, we have a, a little something extra special, um, if you we're not able to tell from the show title uh, for today. Um, today we're going to have ourselves apparently a little quiz as administered by the wonderful and lovely quiz mistress, uh, AKA my wife, Abby. I have no idea what it is she's going to ask me. She just, uh, when I asked her if she would be on uh, the Todd cast again uh, as part of our, you know, coming to the end of the year extravaganza. Um, she asked if she could give a quiz and I said, sure, that's fine. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> earlier today, um, while I was at work, she shot me a random text and asked if she could please be, uh, you know, Toddcast number 99. She has a killer show title. Um, to which I said, that sounds fine. Um, and so here we are. So without any uh, further stalling or trying to make excuses for myself and how you know, poorly I might do or, or kick ass I might be, I, I have no idea what this quiz is going to be. Uh, if it's all about Star Wars, I'm a shoe-in. Uh, that would be shocking coming from her. Um, but, you know, she, she's got the internet. She could go and ask, find questions there. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out here. Uh, in just a moment, uh, when I bring her on the line. So let's let's get to that. Okay, and on the line, I have the lovely Abby joining me on the Toddcast, who, as I understand it, uh, has a, a special treat in store for us today. I think calling it a special treat may be setting expectations too high. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I guess we'll find out. So it's certainly Abby? a special treat for me. Well, that's that's what's important. That that's good. So so uh, what do we got? So in honor of your nearly podcast anniversary, I went back through your episodes and created a quiz based on subjects you have covered on the Toddcast this past year. Oh boy, you you did your homework. Wow, that's I did. Impressive. <laughs> I, I deserve a gold star, I think, but we'll let the listeners decide. Fair enough. All right. So are you ready to be quizzed on a myriad of topics? I, I hope so. I mean, you would think with it being my podcast and me being the one saying all of the things that I would remember all of it. Um, but I'm also, you know, forgetful. And some of these things happened, you know, nearly a year ago. So I hope I'm ready. I guess well, I'll be honest. Out. Uh even people who never listened to the podcast probably have the same chance as you of answering <laughs> these questions. Oh, okay. I learned right. everything I know about making quizzes from uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. So <laughs> that is meaningful to exactly two people who are listening to this. But with that in mind, let's just dive in. Okay. All right. So episode three, Technically a Sailor. You talked okay. about your time in the Navy. So this question is Navy related. All right. Uh, in naval terminology, what does it mean if you are a crow? If you are, if you are a crow? 
Yes. Oh, jeez. See, this is probably where it does not go to my advantage to have been in the Navy and never been on a ship. Uh, I'm going to get that it means that you're some sort of lookout. No, not really. Okay. Like I know that the the little the the rank insignia, the little the little eagles that are yes. part of the naval rank insignia. Yes. We often refer to as crows. Um, you know, in the CBs that we we didn't have, you know, we wore different uniforms than the rest of the navy and they weren't actually patches sewn onto our uniform like they like they were for the rest of the navy because we wore camis. They were like pins that went on our collars mm-hmm. and we called those crows. So if that's what you're referring to, I, I should get some points. But if that's not, I'm, I'm at a loss. It's frequently used instead of petty officer based okay. on that insignia being over top of the Chevron things. Yes, that's and that's exactly what I was talking about. So we can give you half a point. Okay. Yeah, they sense? don't. Yeah, they don't use that terminology in the CBs, at least. And having not been out in the fleet, maybe they do, and I just don't know it. So I, I, well, I, I will gladly accept half credit. Great, you get a half I a think point. That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. Awesome. Bring it. <laughs> All right. The next one is sure to entertain you, even if you don't know the answer. Okay. Uh, episode five was entitled The Mullet of Podcasts. <laughs> yes. Where did the term mullet originate? Oh, boy. Um, where did the mullet... Mm. I am going to say... Because I know where it applies or what we commonly think of it as having to do with. And that mm-hmm. would be, you know, rednecks from the 80s. But somehow I feel like that's not probably not where it came from. Um, I am going to say that it is a combination of concepts wherein someone was mulling something over and being thoughtful. But because they weren't that bright, they were more of a puppet. And it's a combination of those two things, which I know isn't right, but I'm just going to try and be creative to make up for it. That was very creative. And I think we'll give you a quarter of a point for creativity. <laughs> okay. What is, what is it? What is it's a good thing you're sitting down to drive because I think the answer will shock you. Okay. The word mullet, as we understand it today was gifted upon our society by the Beastie Boys. Really? Yes. So according to the Oxford English Dictionary, they apparently had coined and certainly popularized the descriptor in the 1994 song Mullethead. Um, Mullethead was a common insult dating way back um, to the mid-19th century. For example, Mark Twain used it in Huckleberry Finn, Everyone's favorite book said no one ever. Um, And that just meant that you were a stupid person. But in the song Mullet Head, Ad-Rock sings, you want to know what's a mullet? Well, I got a little story to tell about a hairstyle that's a way of life. Cut the sides, don't touch the back. And that is how we have the word mullet attached to the haircut 
and the stupidity is kind of a bonus piece. Wow, I didn't know that was a thing. That doesn't even ring a bell. Am, am I allowed to ask questions and ask like what album that's on or or anything? You or can. I don't know the answer off the top of my head. Uh, let me Fair see enough. if I don't know if our technology will allow me to get you an answer. <laughs> well, I'm not super stressed. I, you know yeah. what? Let me let me call my fact checker. Hey Ella. Yeah. Can you find out what Beastie Boys album? mullet head was on thank you when you have that info you can just bring it in to me we'll go ahead with the quiz and i'll come back in with the answer <laughs> this this is very professional oh you already have it uh no it's ill communication not i i i communication <laughs> oh that's that's both horrifying and delightful uh, what just happened there? That's the generation gap in action. Yeah. yeah. No, because I enjoyed that album. I guess I just don't remember that that particular title or that song. Okay. Fair enough. I would not have thought that would have come from the Beastie Boys. I would have thought it would have been older than that. I would have also. I found that fascinating. That is fascinating. So, slightly less fascinating is our next question. <laughs> Episode 15 was entitled Seasonings, and while you talked about the weather, I'm going to ask you a seasoning-related question. Okay. What is the unit of measurement used to rate a chili pepper's heat? Oh, I know this. Um, it, 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 oh, it, uh, mm, uh. I do know this. It's on the tip of my tongue, and and my brain is rebelling against me because you know pressure, and and people are listening. Uh, I can hear the people yelling at their phones. The answer. Uh, yeah. I just can't hear the actual answer. That's a mark of a good podcast, just so you know. Well, I you know I I, I strive for excellence, and am certainly not rambling on now to buy myself time for my brain to kick in to think of what the uh, the 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 blah 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 unit is shoot tell me because i'm just gonna drive myself nuts and you're gonna say it and i'm gonna think i'm gonna call myself an idiot scoville unit scoville yep 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 that's absolutely the right one yep yep i'm gonna give you a quarter point just for being handsome oh that's 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 sweet the listeners don't know it but i'm telling you listeners (laughs) trust me (laughs) oh you're you're amazing the next one's going to be multiple choice. So less oh, pressure, you have <laughs> a better chance maybe than some of these fill in the blank ones. I haven't gotten a full point on anything yet, have I? Well, you have a full point though. Oh, it so totals to a full point. That's you're good. you're at a point. Okay, good deal. Yeah. So, uh episode 20 was Port of Flame. Yes. Uh a very important story from your formative years yes uh and so i have a very important porta potty question okay how many porta potties were there at obama's first inauguration a 1200 b 2500 or c 5000 
I'm going to go on the high side because that was was particularly well attended, and I would like to think that the organizers planned accordingly and go with five thousand. Correct. There were an estimated 1.1 million people in attendance. I personally used at least two of those porta potties. (laughs) So yes, five thousand was the correct answer. Well done. Awesome. Thank you. All right. The next question. I would never know the answer to, but you might. Um, This is drawn from episode 22 about Magic the Gathering. Okay. So, uh, when Richard Garfield and Mike Davis first approached Wizards of the Coast to sell a game, it wasn't Magic. What game, which Wizards would ultimately produce, were they initially pitching? Robo Rally? Oh, I didn't even have to give you the choices. (laughs) <laughs> that is correct you are a giant dork i am and and, and the listeners know dork, that you ask dork questions and i'm gonna get those right um you know mostly we'll see all right i'm not i'm not gonna be too cocky because then i'll start screwing them up so fair enough uh episode 29 was entitled just burn your money when you do burn your money you can trade it in to the government for new money for the record. Yep. Um, but that's not the question. That's not even related to the question. Okay. How many times does the wording, the United States of America, appear on a $100 bill? A, five times. B, 12 times. Or C, 20 times. <sighs> I'm going to go with C because I think it's probably part of like the micro printing anti-counterfeit nonsense they've got on there. And so it's going to be a high number. I'm sorry. The answer was 12. Okay. But you are correct that it is part of the micro printing and whatnot. So we're going to give you a quarter of a point. I'll, I'll take it. Wait. Okay. All right. So. Episode 36 was entitled The Fifth Wheel Debacle. Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that the answer to this question is not the Beastie Boys. Okay? Okay. Good, good, good. What is the origin of the term fifth wheel? Uh, shoot. I mean, I know what it's a reference to. You mean like the actual well, like book or person who came up with that or... Well, it wasn't so much a book or a person. I'm not looking for a, um, like, where did it first appear in usage, but more so, why is it, why, what is a fifth wheel? Where does that come from? I mean, it's an extra person. If you, you know, if you've got a car that has four wheels, a fifth wheel is, is unnecessary. Like that, that's the idea there. I mean, I've, I've always thought of it in relation to, you know, if you're out on a double date and there's an extra person, they're the fifth wheel. They're they're an unnecessary element. That's correct. Um, but less less so a definition of how you use it, and more so why do we call that extra person a fifth wheel? Are you saying it's just because you don't need a fifth wheel? That's yeah. That's that's my answer because I I can't like yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going with. I'm gonna give you a half a point. Because okay. you're not wrong, but you're not fully right. Okay. Um, 
back in like the 17th century, coaches and carriages and wagons all carried a fifth wheel as a spare, much like we do on our car. Okay. And in addition to the fact that it was superfluous if everything was going well, it also was really a burden to carry around. Like in your car, having that spare wheel, it's not necessary but it's not burdensome to have it. But when you were okay. traveling by like coach or carriage, it really impacted the load on the horses and uh, all the things okay. you could pack. So in addition to just being unnecessary, it was also kind of a pain in the ass. Like fifth wheels are, but I got gotcha. you. Right. Okay. So gotcha. while your answer wasn't wrong, it wasn't comprehensive enough to earn a full point. It didn't capture the essence of the pain in the butt that the fifth wheel can be. That gotcha. is correct. That that seems fair. Okay. Well, good. So, see, listeners, he's not mad at me. You don't need to send any emails. <laughs> I'm being I'm being a generous point giver. That's right. All right. So, episode 45 was entitled "Say Cheese." How many pounds of milk does it take to make a pound of cheese? Yes. Um, is this multiple dropouts here? I'm sorry, you cut out. Could you repeat yourself? Is is this is this multiple choice, or do I need to come up with a, a figure on my? I'm going to give you some options. Okay, good. Okay, a one pound of milk, b five pounds of milk, or c ten pounds of milk. <sighs> Cheese tends to be pretty dense. I'm gonna go with ten. That is correct. Good job. Thank you. You're you're a man who knows plenty about cheese, I would say. (laughs) The vegan is moaning from the other room, by the way. (laughs) I think that has more to do with the bell than the cheese, but she can go somewhere else. (laughs) All right. Episode 47, American football, the Super Bowl, and sports ball in general. One of your favorite topics, I oh, know. I live for the sports ball. Yes. So, here's a question that you stand a fair chance of answering because it is multiple choice. Okay. What was the first Super Bowl called? A. The Super Bowl. B. World Championship of Professional Football. Or C. The NFL Championship. I'm gonna go with I'm I'm assuming it wasn't Super Bowl because that seems too obvious Um, I'm torn between B and C B seems wordy enough to to be like hey this is the first time we're doing it we want it to sound super important but it's sports ball I'm gonna go with C I'm sorry the answer was B Not only was it wordy because it was important, um, but also the original Super Bowl was not just between NFL teams. It was the NFL and the AFL. You know what? Yeah, I should have known that. I don't know why I should have known that, but I, (laughs) I I do know that that's a thing now that you say that out loud. Okay, well, we'll move away from football and on to a topic I know you know much more about. Okay. 
Episode 50, the American Girl Doll Challenge. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, okay. As you know, and as you talked about on the podcast, um, each American girl has a series of books about her life. Um, oh. These are six-book series, which you may not know, but they, they cover a period of life for each of the girls, and they all follow kind of the same formats, regardless of the girl or the time period. How old are the girls at the beginning of their book series? A, eight years old, B, nine years old, or C, 10 years old? I am going to go with eight. Sorry, the correct answer was nine. Darn it, darn it. They turn 10 during the series. There's a happy birthday book for each of the girls. Okay. But they start out at nine. All right. Gotcha. We're going we're gonna to turn this around. I'm going I'm to cheer you up. This is a camping question based on episode 55. Uh, okay. okay. All right. How did the name Pup Tent come about? And this is multiple choice. I'm going to give you some options. Okay. A. Tents were originally used for the birthing of puppies. B. Tents were originally so small and primitive that they were only fit for dogs. Or C. They resembled kennels that were used to house dogs. I am going to go... So the first one, what was the first? What was the first option again? The first option was tents were originally used for the birthing of puppies. Okay, and the second one was that they were were only fit for dogs, and the third is that they looked like kennels. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go with choice C. I'm sorry, the answer Damn was it. B. That. That makes sense. That's fair. Okay. I mean, they all seem like relatively good answers. Yeah, they did. They did. You make a damn fine quiz. And by fine, I mean difficult. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want it to be too difficult. I've gotten yeah. some points. So, you know, it's uh, you have. good. You do have some points. Let's see if you can get some more. Um, episode 57, In a Ring of Fire. I bet you can't guess where this question is yes. headed. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure I do, but please hit me. I'll okay. see if I can't screw this up. In what year was Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire released? This is multiple choice. I will give you options. Okay. A, 1959. B, 1963. Or C, 1968. 63. That was correct. Hooray. Good job. (laughs) All right. Uh, We're veering back into sports territory for a moment because in episode 60, it was the pre-spring sports ball mascot combat insanity. Good times. This isn't sports specifically so much as it is a mascot-related question. Okay. All right. Uh, 
During his career, approximately how many costumes has the San Diego chicken worn out? I'm going to give you some choices. This is multiple choice. Okay. A, 100, B, 300, or C, 500. Do I get any kind of indication as to how long this, this, this chicken has been in active service? No. Okay. Uh, a, a long time. Number of costumes that have, have worn out. Yes. And the options are, are one, three, and 500. That is correct. I'm going to go middle of the road with 300. I mean, there are like a lot, lot of baseball games in a season. I have no idea how season. active this chick Yeah, yeah. And if he's been around for a while, I'm going to up my ante to five. That's correct. That's a lot of outfits. Yes. I, uh, I don't really know how to know what he's doing in them because uh, mat- mascot costumes are really expensive. Oh, are they? Yes. Are, like price I know. Them out, have you? I haven't priced them out, but I know someone who was a seamstress in a mascot shop, oh, and okay. um, they're they're not cheap at all. I mean, you're talking probably high hundreds to thousands. Uh, of dollars for a mascot costume. Who was this chicken for? What 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 team and sport was this about? San Baseball? Diego. Yeah. Okay. It's actually that I don't have all the info in front of me, so I'm gonna sound like a jackass. And uh, listener Eric will probably know a whole bunch of stuff I don't know because it just seems like a thing he would know. But I feel like it's the San Diego chicken was actually like licensed to the team and not necessarily owned by the team. And there's currently some sort of like weird lawsuit going on for hundreds of millions of dollars related to the San Diego chicken. There's chicken drama. Wow. Yeah. Prior to this, I wouldn't, if you'd have said Todd, San Diego, San Diego chicken, what do you know? I'd be like, I don't know. Is that like Buffalo wings? Like I wouldn't have known any clue as to what you were even referring to. Uh, let alone it was a mascot that was is tearing through through costumes. So that's fascinating that it's part of a you know legal drama. Yes, and I I will commit to you and to the listeners to doing a little more research on that and giving you an update in the future because I really should have had that information in front of me and poor planning on my part. Is I, I think just we can, rude. I think we can forgive you on this one. Like I, okay. I don't think any of us were anticipating San Diego chicken based controversy for today. Okay. So <laughs> well stay tuned for that. If you if you haven't <laughs> okay. already subscribed, uh click whatever button you need to to subscribe. Give them a rating about this fascinating San Diego chicken legal podcast. I like it. All right. So episode 64 was entitled Fail Boats. So I'm going to ask you a question about the Titanic. The biggest <laughs> failboat of all time. Okay. How many warnings of ice did the Titanic receive from other ships on the day of its crash with an iceberg? Bonus points if you can tell me the month and day that they crashed. Um, but I'm going to give you options for the warnings. It's multiple choice. Okay. Okay. All right. So zero warnings. That's A. Right. B, two warnings. Or C, 
six warnings. I'm going. I'm going to go with C six because I, I I feel like I don't know a lot about the Titanic, but I feel like it it was not a it, it shouldn't have been a surprise to them what happened, and I feel like they were told, and I feel like it it was probably a larger number than I would think. So I'm gonna go with C six. <laughs> Correct. Six um, warnings, all ignored. Yep. Um. Next question. You don't want to go for the bonus on the date? See, no, because I'm pretty sure that I remember the the <laughs> date of the Titanic crash corresponds with, I believe, it's your father's birthday. And by not knowing this, I'm owning up to not knowing his birthday. And that's just embarrassing. But, you know. It also it means you it's... don't know the day Lincoln was shot, which is extremely embarrassing for you. Well, you know what? I can tell you the date. The same day as your father was born, but years prior. Okay. Years prior. I'll give you half a point for that. (laughs) You know what? You're so diplomatic. We'll just go for a whole point. (laughs) I'm I'm not technically wrong. You're not? You're not at all. The date... you know, it's not in month-day format, but it, it is it is the same date. So Fair I will enough. defend that in a court of podcast law. <laughs> I think we're probably headed there for the San Diego chicken incident anyway, so. It may, it may be. It may be. All right. So in episode 71 entitled Superbacker Status, you talked about your love affair with Kickstarter and your tendency to uh, fund a lot of things. What is the amount that has been pledged to Kickstarter projects since its inception to date? And this is multiple choice. Okay. All right. Uh, A, $575 million. B, $4 billion, or C, $10 billion? I'm going to go with $570 million because that seems like a way more specific number and therefore more likely to be real. I'm sorry. The answer was $4 billion. Damn it. You've Damn been it. tricked by my... your wife's specificity. Yes. Yes, I have. Which shouldn't surprise me at this stage. <laughs> Speaking of unsurprising, uh, you had your own bit of controversy in episode 79 when you ranted about advertising. Oh, dear God. You yes. may have upset quite a few listeners and their loved ones. Yes. Uh, so, obviously, I had to have a question about advertising in the quiz. Of course. So... What was the first product advertised on television? This is not multiple choice. This is all you. Uh, This is, uh, I'm going to go with soap powder of some sort. That is not correct. Would you like a hint? Yes, that would be quite good. Okay. So... This was probably earlier than you would have thought. 
Okay. Uh, this commercial was aired on July 6th, 1941. Oof. Okay. It is for... A company that still exists, but the company is probably not as well known to you as the actual product, which at the time, everyone would have had one of these. Every adult person would have had one of these. Um, They're only popular now in their smart form because, you know, everybody doesn't need them. Otherwise, smart form. So that made me think telephones, but every adult didn't have a telephone in '41. Um, something every adult would have had. A watch? Is it a watch? That's correct. It's a watch. Nice. Specifically, uh, below vault watches. Um, oh. But yes, that was that was the first commercial ads. I think the further you went into the 40s and 50s, you would have been correct that the majority of commercials were probably soap flakes and cigarettes and a whole bunch of stuff like that. But um, yeah, first thing was a watch. So all right, all right, we are coming up on the last few questions. Uh, the f- the next one being based off of episode 84, big winner, where you. Uh, answered listener Crystal's challenge about what you would do if you won the lottery. Okay. And so I'm going to ask you, how much is the largest lottery jackpot to date? And this is multiple choice. Okay. All right. Uh, Option A, $648 million. Million or billion? Million with an M. Okay. Okay. Uh, option B, $768.4 million with an M. Okay. Okay. And option C, $1.568 billion with a B. The largest jackpot that there was. To date. To date. Choice, choice, choice C, the billion. That is correct. It was a Powerball jackpot. The other two were... Also on the list of top 10 jackpots uh, for the Mega Millions. All right. Uh, That is useless information, but you have it nonetheless. It is useful information in that it got me a point. It's true. (laughs) Which I am desperately in need of. All right, so we're up to episode 86 and have thus circled around to fantasy football. Okay. You and Eric discussed at length uh, his love of traditional fantasy football. I don't know anything about fantasy football, and so we're going to talk about video games instead. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Um. What is the name of the latest installment in the popular Madden video game series released in August of 2019? And this will be multiple choice. Option option A is Madden Mobile 19. Option B, Madden NFL 20. And option C, 
Madden NFL Overdrive. I feel like it should be B. Because I feel like... Yes! I'm going to stop you from talking yourself out of that answer. Go ahead and explain yourself. Why did you you think it was B? Because... Well, and here's the thing. I've never played any of the Madden games because I'm not into the sports ball. And even on a video game aspect, if I'm going to be playing a video game, I, I'd rather play, you know, something where you're, you know, shooting an alien or, or, you know, slaying a dragon or something. Football is just not my jam. But I have known enough people, and it seems like Madden has always been, you know, Madden plus the year in some form or fashion. Um and so that that's that's you know, but I, I almost talked myself out of it because I'm like, yeah, but they've all always done that, so they've probably switched it up with some sort of you know overdrive nonsense. But, but yeah, I'm 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 glad I went with my original plan, and that you are kind enough to have cut me off from ruining that. <laughs> well, and in fairness, uh, in 2018 they did come out with a version called Madden NFL Overdrive, and there also okay. is a Madden Mobile version. But the latest release is the traditional naming scheme. Very nice. Excellent. All right. So we're on the last question now. Okay. This, this is based on a recent episode, episode 92, Early Onset Grumpiness. Yep. That's and me. that's not just you, but also Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat has passed away, but that doesn't stop me from using Grumpy Cat in this quiz. Okay. This is multiple choice. And the question is, what was Grumpy Cat's real name? For the record, Grumpy Cat was a stage name. Yes. All right. So option A, Tabitha. Option B, Pokey. And option C, Tartar Sauce. I'm going to go option B and probably immediately regret it. Let me let me give you a little hint. One of these things would make you grumpy if it were served to you personally. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with uh, tartar sauce. <laughs> that is correct. Pokey was Grumpy Cat's brother, and Tabitha oh. is one of Grumpy Cat's humans. So Okay. All right. If you'll Good bear deal. with me. I will sure. finish up the math. Can't be that hard. I didn't get that many points, but you did give me a bunch of partials. So That's right. It's the partial points that require the most math. That's right. All right. Your total score was 10 and three quarters points. Out of how many questions was that? I believe it was 18. Okay. So better than 15. 50- percent i yes you won the quiz (laughs) you win you win the quiz hooray awesome that is fantastic um thank you that you're welcome that that took uh you know time and energy and research and stuff um possibly the most time and energy and research that has ever gone into a podcast to date (laughs) (laughs) um that's awesome Thank you. Well, thank Um, you for being a good sport about it. 
I, I do what I can and pass my thanks on to your fact checker um, if she's anywhere close at hand. I will um, let her know. That's that's awesome. Um, and, you know, for whatever it's worth, I am nearly home to you. I oh, am, I am great. Getting getting off the highway as we speak. So uh, I will I will be there to claim my prize uh, here shortly in the, the form of uh, snuggle bucks. So, <laughs> um, cool. Uh, is there anything else you would like to, to share with the listeners uh, before we, we wrap things up here? Anything you want to plug? Um, I don't have anything that I'm dying to plug or share with the listeners. Uh, I would like to say thank you to the listeners who have contributed questions and appearances. Uh, it makes the podcast very enjoyable, for sure. I have not yet listened to both of today's episodes. I listened to one, so I have some catching up to do. But by the time people listen to this, I will have listened to all of them. So, Indeed. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And yes, thank you to, to all of the listeners and, and particularly to those who have uh, contributed. And, and thank you, my, my lovely and delightful wife, for... Uh, being on with me today and preparing such a delightfully um, evil quiz, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as as I know that you're 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 capable of doing uh, with your your cleverness and your uh, tricksiness. Um, so thank you, and, and um, yeah, I think I think I'll I'll let you go, and I will talk to you here shortly. All and, right, thanks for having me on. All right, thank you. So that was awesome. I did not do as well as I would have hoped, but I didn't suck nearly as badly as I think I could have. So I'll take it where I can get it. Um, again, thank you, Abby, for, for coming on and, and doing a tremendous amount of prep um, in in service of the Toddcast and, and their listeners. So I much appreciate that. And um, I, I, I hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, you know, it was, I had fun. Sounds like she had fun. Hopefully you did as well. Um, you know, until next time, uh, next episode is the big 100. So uh, keep tuned in for that. Um, and until next time, I, I hope you have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.